live on this side of heaven. It's not a perfect world. And we're kind of messed up and our families are messed up and let's get people healthier. The kingdom of God is then and it's also now. So why can't we realize more of that now? Why do we have to wait till we die for things to get better? So I think that's probably the common thread between your book, Tony, and my books is we just want people to get healthier now. And I think Jesus brings that kind of healing on this side of eternity, not just on the other side. Welcome to the special Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio, featuring Pastor Daniel Fusco and host Billy Hallowell. Each week we share a conversation between Daniel and Billy, and sometimes special guests join in. We're all messed up and hurting in one way or another, but that doesn't mean that things can't change. Today, Pastor Daniel welcomes Tony and Carrie Newhoff to share their insight into burnout and marriage. They remind you that you don't have to wait for heaven to experience God's transformation in your life. Now, here's Pastor Daniel, Billy, Tony, and Carrie with the Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio. I'm super excited today because today we are joined on the podcast by an extraordinary husband and wife duo. We have Tony and Carrie Newhoff. So listen, I always love when I get to talk about what people do because like Tony and Carrie are your classic Renaissance couple. They're both lawyers, you know, they're they're both podcasters. They're married. They uh, Carrie pastored a church for years. They're both authors. You know, Carrie's also a phenomenal barbecue guy like you 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 put him in front of his egg and like i i just see the pictures come out and i'm like i'm just gonna fly to canada and and join him and and i just know that like carrie does the barbecuing but i know that tony she takes care of pretty much everything else is that pretty much how it goes you guys yeah that is true i think it's true don't you carrie yeah i cook outside i don't do a very good job cooking inside the house tone (laughs) For sure. So so Tony's got a brand new book that's out that's called Before You Split, you know, and 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 really what she's doing, and she we're gonna talk about this, but it's really about finding out, you know, what you really want for the future of your marriage before their the marriage ends. And and Tony's background is as a divorce lawyer and a family mediator. She also uh, leads an amazing, the smart family podcast, which is a great podcast. And then Carrie, and depending on when this episode drops, his brand new book at your best, how to get time, energy, and priorities working in your favor will have either just dropped or just about to drop. And it comes on the heels of his book, Didn't See It Coming, which was a very important book for me, where he talked about some of the different signs and symptoms of when when your heart's hardening and you're working your way towards burnout. And so, you know, and Carrie's leadership podcast is a, a first stop shop. I, I talk to leaders all the time. They say, man, what should I be listening to? I'm like, if you're not listening to Carrie Newhoff's leadership podcast, it's the only one you need. There's so many good ones, but I'm like, man, he, it's all on there. And so it's just a joy to have you guys here on the Crazy Happy Podcast. Thank you so much. Hey. It's so great to be with you guys. Thank you. Yeah, the joy is all ours. It's an absolute pleasure. 
Okay, so here's what I really want to know. And and so you're both lawyers. So how could you guys even have a disagreement when you're married, when you're both lawyers? <laughs> <laughs> how can we not have a disagreement? I mean, I mean, like right, how- a really interesting argument. I would imagine, like, as you were asking that question, I'm thinking two lawyers are probably having the best argument in the world. When you are, <laughs> or the worst, depending on how you define it. Yeah, it depends how you're grading. <laughs> We're both trained I, in negotiation and cross examination, so you know, in in the worst season of our marriage, that that made it way worse. We're both firstborn, so that's fun, and uh, yeah. So I would say I would say it was really interesting because I mean, think about the kind of people who self select to go to law school, right? Like there's not a there's not a large group of people that go on to become lawyers. What makes you want to become a lawyer? And so you're with all these like somewhat aggressive people. And Tony's got a much more gentle nature than I do personality wise. But uh, you tend more on the contract side. I tend more on the courtroom side. Um, and Tony's more into mediation, whereas I would be more into litigation. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting, but yeah, we've learned how to, even now, once in a while, it doesn't happen very much anymore. I'm like, stop cross-examining me. Or you'll say to, to, to me, stop cross-examining me, Carrie. Right. Is that true, Tony? Well, yeah, I don't know that the, uh, that what you've described is totally, totally represents <laughs> how things go on at home. Why doesn't Tony just finish the interview? I'm, I'm going to go weed my garden or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there is there is a reason why we ended up in that in that long season, that vicious cycle of conflict. Um, it wasn't that my you know gentler, calmer, Zen presence was showing up at home. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think well, Carrie, we both have the desire, I think, to persuade the other person to our point of view, and. Uh, you know, I think that was showing up in our marriage, um, certainly in a in a more aggressive way years ago. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those interesting things. Like we we do talk about this. One of the things that absolutely attracts me to Tony is she has a really strong backbone. I mean, you know, she's very sweet when you meet her, but my goodness, there's a backbone of steel. It's also what kind of drives me crazy, right? It's like, can you just go along with this? And then, nope. But if she did, I wouldn't respect her. So, you know, go figure that out. There's a whole bunch of counseling for you. Well, one of the things I, I love, love this, you guys, I'm just, we're just letting you go. This is great. You guys are doing the job for us here. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I love about you guys is you've, you've done a great, I, I like, and I don't, to say you've done a great job is a strange idea, but it's like you've been very vulnerable with your stories. You know, like, and and I think part of that is because, you know, you you see Jesus in the center of your story and God is redemptive. So you you don't, you know, you look back on it. You don't have to say like, oh, I I can't tell anybody that like our marriage wasn't perfect. Or I can't tell anybody that, hey, I I hit a really rough, rough patch. And so I, I, I know on behalf of, I can't speak for everybody, but I feel the liberty to say just thank you for your your leadership and your vulnerability by allowing your story to really be driving how you're ministering in this season. Has that been something that's been a journey for you uh, has been hard for you as a couple or something that you just kind of felt like, Hey, this is something that we, we can walk in together. Yeah, that is a great question. Uh, If you'd asked me even five years ago, 
uh, if I would be talking about marriage and particularly disclosing about our own marriage, I probably would have given you a, a blank stare. <laughs> like, you want me to do what? <laughs> and so I feel like this whole book writing journey was definitely something that I felt God invited me into. I didn't go looking for it. It was an idea from Carrie's book agent uh, when she she told me that I needed to write a book and I didn't even take her seriously at the beginning. And then as we went through the journey, I kept getting feedback from my editor that, no, you you need to go deeper. And I think the initial story of conflict in our book that I open up with, that was there. But there were other other pieces of, you know, what this actually looked like for the two of us um, that only evolved as we went through the journey. I'm like, to quote my husband, I didn't see it coming. (laughs) Yeah, no, I would say, you know, it is a more recent thing for us to talk about it. I've been pretty open about my burnout and everything like that. But we both have a pack not to tell other people's stories. That's true. If you're a friend, like, I don't want to gossip. I don't want to, I don't want to give, you know, something I think is a fair perspective on our marriage that Tony wouldn't agree with if I shared it publicly. So we didn't talk about it a lot. Maybe the first, well, first of all, I would say what came to mind is, At the time when our marriage was in its rough patch, I did not want anyone to know. I I mean, there's shame associated with that. There's fear associated with that. And so very few people knew, a few people knew how rough it was. I don't think we even wanted to admit it to ourselves because on the one hand, at that time, I was pastoring a church. So, you know, you don't, I've always been fairly transparent, but you don't really want people to know how bad it feels at home. It was also a mystery. And then probably the first time we talked about it was, I would think in 2012. So like nine years ago, we did a a message series. Like we did a message. Remember that at Conexus, Tony, I think we Mm -hmm. talked about it around that time. And like, it took us a lot of like negotiation to figure out what we were going to say and not say. And then we gave a couple more talks about it. And then the book came about. So by that time, you know, the, the wounds had become scars and we sat down, we spent a good number of drafts saying, well, do we want to share this? Because you want your, you want your story to be helpful, right? This is not your journal. Um, so you want it to be helpful, but we got to the point now where I think we, I'm very comfortable, Tony telling our story without me being in the room, you know, and I, I think we got to that place, but we're, we're sharing it because we know we're not alone. A lot of listeners, who are even listening to this show are probably in that place, maybe where we were uh, 15 years ago, where we were a decade ago. And it's embarrassing. It's hard to admit it, particularly if you're a person of faith, that things aren't the way you promised they would be. You're probably embarrassed about your own behavior. And so, yeah, there, it, it is very difficult to talk about. I would say it's taken us years to get to the point where we're like, okay, this is what we can say that would be helpful. This is what's comfortable. We're not sharing stories that are inappropriate to share, but we also want to be really like, you know, pull the curtain back and have a look because this is what life is like. Does the embarrassment hold people back? Because we've all been there, but I think when you're a pastor too, and you're a pastoral family, there's like another layer to this, right? Because what are people going to think? You know, what are people, but does that embarrassment, and maybe this is a silly question, but hold people back from getting the help that they need to maybe fix it or recognizing the things that they need to fix within themselves? hundred percent. Like for burnout, for me, 
um, which is what at your best. It's it's not a book about burnout. It is about recovering from burnout, which is interesting. It's a system I've used for the last 15 years to maximize productivity and get healthy and stay healthy. So that's about it. But I remember when I was burning out, I was mortified. I thought, first of all, I don't want to admit I have a problem. This is like going back 20 years. So I don't want to admit I have a problem. I send people to counseling. I don't go to counseling. I think with our marriage, it was a little bit easier to go to counseling because it was a problem that someone else was involved in. And it was easy. You know, my first counseling appointment was, well, go fix Tony, blah, 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 blah. So I did this like, <laughs> and he's like, now that we're done talking about Tony, can we talk about you? So, you know, it felt easier to have that conversation about our marriage than it did to admit that I had a problem. But that's one of the reasons I don't mind talking about it and did a whole section of didn't see it coming about it. Have now written a book about burnout recovery called at your best, how to be at your best. And, you know, cause, cause we're all there. Like we live on this side of heaven. It's not a perfect world and we're kind of messed up and our families are messed up and let's get people healthier. The kingdom of God is then, and it's also now. So why can't we realize more of that now? Why do we have to wait till we die for things to get better? So I think that's probably the common thread between your book, Tony, and my books is we just want people to get healthier now. And I think Jesus brings that kind of healing on this side of eternity, not just on the other side. Now, Tony, speak to this because like I thought about you as a divorce lawyer and a, and a mediator for families. I remember when I was at, at Rutgers in New Jersey, my home state, uh, and I went, I was a psych major. So I took an abnormal psych class and, and, the, and the professor came in and said, now listen, because this is an abnormal psych class, you're all going to think you have all of these mental illnesses. So don't come to my office hours wanting to talk that you got this mental illness because you're going to hear all these things. And yeah, you might notice certain things about your personality, but unless it becomes detrimental, now all of a sudden it's like you don't have all of these things. And I, it cracked me up because I'm like, I totally felt like I had everything, like everything they thought I'm like, oh yeah, I got that. I got that. And so I just, I just imagine you in, you know, my twin sister's a lawyer. That's why I asked about arguing because, you know, my twin sister's a lawyer and we would have a disagreement. I'm like, well, I'm not going to argue with you. You're a lawyer. She's like, well, you're a pastor. Not like you're really easy to argue with either, you know, and, but I would <laughs> laugh. And so, but like, I imagine for you, as you are helping mediate the separation of marriages, the separation of families, right. And then at the same time, you guys have characterized your marriage in that season as pretty unhappy, and how was that all playing together for you? Because you're watching these marriages dissolve. You're watching, you know, I'm sure you're seeing people, you know, maybe some people were more cordial, but a lot of people at that point, they're just mad, they're hurt, they're angry. And, and I imagine as, you know, it, it must have been hard not to, you know, kind of cast that onto what was going on with you and Carrie, even though you may not have even thought about ending your marriage. Can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. Actually, I'm, I, I do need to clarify the timing of it. Okay. So as Carrie and I were in the, in the depths of our marriage struggle, um, I was practicing family law at that point. I wasn't practicing as a divorce attorney then. And, uh, you know, I can look back on that and say it was a grace 
Uh, it was part of God's grace in in my planning and preparing to be a, a divorce attorney uh, one day. But while we were struggling in the depths of it, I wasn't dealing with other families. Yeah, you were. I think um, you said family grief. law. You meant health law, right? You were in health law at the time. I were... oh, sorry, I meant to say health law. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah, in yeah. health law, oh, okay. not family law. So, uh, so it was later. It was after Carrie and I had turned the corner, and we'd already we were already. I would say a few years into our healing journey before I started out as a as a divorce attorney. Oh, that's actually really interesting too. So then taking the experience that you had as well, again, not saying that you were at that point in your but the struggles and being able to take that knowledge into you know, that sort of profession is really interesting to me. I think that was part of your motivation, right, Tony? Like we got better and you had a motivation to try to help families reduce conflict in the midst of divorce and, uh, Mm -hmm. and advocate on behalf of children. And then ultimately that led to this book. Yeah. And so I, I did go into family law with the clear understanding that I was to be there as a as a peacemaker. You know, I was as somebody who would help the family through their legal arrangements in a way that would um, make sense and bring about peace um, for the parents, for the kids. Uh, you know, there's a lot of influence that legal counsel has on that process along the way. Uh, so yes, it was, um, I, I think it, it, people ask me, you know, how did you reconcile being a Christian and being a, a divorce attorney? Um, but I think it's one of those areas where people are hurting, people are grieving. Uh, it's, uh, I would say, you know, why would you not want the light of Christ in those circumstances? Well, and if something's going to happen either way, whether you're there or not, it's going to happen. And if you can be there, you know, that's a very interesting perspective. You can be there to help that process along. And as you were saying, advocate for the children in the situation, make sure that people are protected in that situation. Mm -hmm. Then what you just said makes perfect sense to me. So now speak about this because, you know, we're, we're recording this right now. It's, you know, the first half of 2021. So, and everyone's gone through this thing that's still going on, this pandemic, right? And so obviously uh, the huge spike in divorces uh, requests going on because the marriages, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're stuck at home with limited toilet paper with your spouse or whatever. And, and, and that's the final straw for, for some folks, you know? And, and so obviously, you know, there's so much kind of social fallout from that. And then at the same time, Carrie, like with writing at your best, which is, you know, kind of the, Hey, how, how do we come out the other end of this? And obviously, you know, on your podcast, you had Vanderbloom and, you know, William Vanderbloom and talking about how 2021 is the year of turnover. People are ejecting out of pastoral ministry. I have friends, younger pastors who are like, yeah, I'm stepping out of the, the life of the local church because of the polarization. There's all this stuff going on. And so, you know, both of what you're talking about, these books are so timely because right now people are super crispy. They're super burnt out. You know, marriages are under tremendous pressure, whether it's from the pandemic or the economics of it, or, hey, we're, we have full-time jobs and we're home and we're distant learning our kids. And like, there's so much carnage right now. And in a lot of ways, I think one of the things that you're both doing is you're trying to shift the perspective of the people who are reading these books, like, like, like Tony in your book, that perspective to move from, you know, 
I'm better off alone from, from it's just about me to it being us. And I think Carrie, you're saying, Hey, listen, we, we can't just go a million miles an hour in Jesus name and expect that we're going to be healthy on the other end of it, you know? And so we have to change. So talk a little bit about how the pandemic has kind of exposed some of the kind of the cracks in the foundation and how both from a marriage standpoint and from like a, you know, a, a self-care and, and fulfilling God's will standpoint, you guys are seeing God leading people uh, into kind of uh, fresh growth and new things as opposed to just the inevitable demise of marriages or people and their social and emotional well-being. Yeah, for me, my favorite metaphor for the last 18 months or so, you know, the pandemic, the crisis, everything we've been through. And whatever we go through by the time this actually hits the air, right? It doesn't seem to be uh, letting up anytime soon. There's just weirdness everywhere. Favorite metaphor that I've heard so far is it's like the lake got drained and we finally saw what was at the bottom. And I think that's a very accurate thing. And unfortunately, for a lot of people, for leaders, for couples, for families, uh, it was pretty murky and pretty ugly and pretty toxic down below. And Tony and I have talked about, we've been in and out of lockdown. We're Toronto-based for the better part of a year. (laughs) We, you know, America's opening up. Canada's been kind of lagging behind. And I don't know how many times we've said to each other, thank goodness we like each other now. Like if this had happened in 2006, like, I don't know. I don't know how it would have gone. We may not have made it. Like it would have been, it would have been terrible because you're in these four walls with, people that at one time you were in love with, right? Or if you had unhealthy habits going into the pandemic um, and the crisis, they probably just got worse. If you were stress eating, you stress ate more. If you were over an overworker, you overworked more. And so, yeah, coming out now or emerging into whatever the, the endemic post-pandemic world will be like, you know, this has actually been it's been hard. We miss our kids. We miss our parents. We miss people. We've, we've missed all that. And we're, we're, we're devastated over the carnage. But for the two of us, it's been a really good year. It's been a really good season. We've grown closer. I'm off the road. Um, all those, you know, Tony uses the metaphor, and I don't want to speak for you, Tone, but you talk about, you know, if you don't like the harvest you're getting, sow new seeds. So 15 years ago, we started sowing new seeds. And over the last 18 months, those have been growing up. So from my perspective, you know, getting emotionally healthy, learning how to live at your best by focusing your time, leveraging your energy, not letting your priorities get hijacked. And and they got all tested during the pandemic, but I have a, an even better pace. I love my pace before the pandemic. I like it even more now. And I'm making changes. I loved our marriage before the pandemic. We've grown even closer. So yeah, we've had a few days where we were not best friends or didn't feel like best friends. We had a few arguments, but, and, and the hope going into this, and this, this is what I fear we lose. We had a great opportunity for a reset. We had a great opportunity for a reset as human beings, for a reset as organizations, for churches. And I think so many leaders are focused on, oh, I just got to go back to normal. Well, don't. Like, if you don't like the harvest you've been getting for the last 18 months, sow some new seeds and I think you can get some new rhythms in your life. And I think you can get some new habits and, and things in your marriage. They're going to make it better. So we've actually been the beneficiary in these last 18 months of the hard soul breaking work that we've been doing 15 years ago. Jesus is real.
It's never too late to make a change. Today, Pastor Daniel and Billy talked with Tony and Carrie Newhoff about their insight into marriage and burnout. They opened up about a hard season they experienced and how they journeyed together through it. Carrie shared that you can do things differently, and those new seeds you plant will produce results over time. Like them, you can experience the transformational power of Jesus in every part of your life. If you'd like to listen to more from the Crazy Happy Podcast, you can visit JesusIsRealRadio.com or look for Pastor Daniel Fusco on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll be notified each time a new edition is posted. And then be sure to join Pastor Daniel and journalist Billy Hallowell for more discussions and interviews that are relevant to your life today. Now back to Josh with a preview for next Friday's edition. Come back again next Friday to hear more about how Tony and Carrie walked through a very difficult season in their marriage and Carrie's career. Not only will you get some practical direction, but you'll be reminded that there is hope for whatever you're going through. God sees you and he cares about what's happening. He'll help you plant new seeds so that you can experience a new kind of harvest. Well, that's all the time we have for this special Friday edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. For more information, visit JesusIsRealRadio.com. And today's broadcast was produced from the Crazy Happy Podcast with Pastor Daniel Fusco and host Billy Hallowell. Be sure to subscribe to the Crazy Happy Podcast today. And be sure to join us again for another edition of Jesus Is Real Radio. 